0: DFF NFL Daily today discussing the most surprising cuts. There's been a bunch. So which ones really caught us off guard? We'll get into it. It's all brought to you by DraftKings. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now for the opportunity at a $1,000 deposit bonus. That's promo code PFF for new customers to get an opportunity at a $1,000 deposit bonus only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older in New Jersey, Indiana, Michigan, or Virginia only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT or in Virginia. Call 888-532-3500. All right, Sam. We had a feeling that there were going to be a lot of quote unquote surprising cuts, a lot of good players hitting the open market, but which ones surprised you the most? I'll let you go first.
1: It's a bloodbath out there, Steve. The salary cap's gone down, teams are penny pinching they're they're belt tightening they're doing all those things you got to do, and that requires cutting a bunch of veteran players on decent money who you want to get off your salary cap just to make the magic number um I I'm I'm gonna cheat. I'm gonna use two cuts because they were they happened at the same time. They were both essentially the same kind of player. The Kansas City Chiefs cut both their starting tackles, uh, Mitchell Schwartz and Eric Fisher. And what makes this so amazing is that Austin Ryder, their starting center, is already headed to free agency. Mike Remmers was the backup tackle, ended up playing more than Mitchell Schwartz in his stead last season, is heading to free agency their top four graded offensive linemen last season are not going to be there and this is coming off a single game the Super Bowl where their offensive line once it fell to ruin because all their starters disappeared they were eviscerated and destroyed and the reason they didn't win that game and the Chiefs have essentially voluntarily signed up for more of that
0: yeah, I mean, our take before the Super Bowl was hey, this is going to determine what the Chiefs are going to do at, on the offensive line for the rest of the Mahomes era. If he gets away with the subpar offensive line, they're going to maybe feel like they can. Well, obviously, the opposite happened. So I thought coming out of that, they'd say, okay, we got to do everything we can to keep these two tackles here, even though Fisher is hurt and Mitchell you know, might be think in retirement and he's a little banged up as well. So Schwartz and Fisher are question marks, Austin writer hitting free agency. So yeah, the fact that they have to reshape the entire offensive line now with a team that is, they have limited resource, right? I mean, they have to put, uh, they either have to find the bargain basement, free agents. Uh, Lucas Niang becomes the third round project that maybe steps in to tackle next year uh, or multiple draft picks. So You'd never want to put your roster in a spot where you have to fill needs. And this is massive needs, as you said. Tackle, tackle, center. That's that's a tough spot to be for the Chiefs.
1: Right. The only guys left on that roster are the bad players from the offensive line this season, the two guards that were the problem spots. And we've been talking before in the main podcast that, hey, I think everybody assumes that essentially everybody that opted out for COVID this year will be back next year. If there's one exception to that, I would expect it to be... Uh, Duvernay Tardif the right guard from the Kansas City Chiefs who was a doctor and opted out to you know treat COVID on the front lines if there's one human being that might not come back next year because COVID is still hanging around it would be Duvernay Tardif so they might not get him back either this offensive line could be a complete and total disaster Mitchell Schwartz has been one of the best right tackles in the NFL for years um, even last season wasn't his best year before he got hurt, but he only allowed eight pressures in six games. Uh, Eric Fisher had a pretty good year, an 80 overall grade. These are good players that they have to replace, and they then have to replace the bad players as well. This is just, like, this is a potential catastrophe.
0: And don't forget how good Schwartz was on the Super Bowl run, too. Only one pressure... In the three-game run in 2019, when the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, on what like 200 pass blocks? I mean, it was ridiculous. It wasn't that many, but I uh, remember it was a lot. almost all
1: of yeah, and remember all of most all of which was in like obvious passing situations because the Chiefs were down 14 points in the first two minutes every game. Like that was genuinely one of the greatest postseason runs from any player at any position in NFL history, but because it's a right tackle doing it, it won't be remembered the same way, you know, Larry Fitzgerald's 2008
0: postseason run was. All right, well, my biggest surprise, I'm going to go something similar because it's it's on the offensive line, and uh, it's the New York Giants. Kevin Zeitler, the guard, you know, unexciting guard gets released, and he instantly becomes number 27 on the PFF free agent list over at pff.com which is significant, but it's even more significant when you look at the Giants, right? When you when you start, it's the same thing as the Chiefs, right? You start cutting players, and sometimes you have to, but you cut players at positions where you have need or you have to invest resources. You're just doubling your work now. So the, uh, the Giants just got rid of their best offensive linemen, and when you're looking at the Giants offseason, obviously they need to reshape the offensive line that was horrible last year. Now, you talked about... Uh, you know, COVID opt-outs, Nate Solder likely back at left tackle, but even he has had all sorts of off-field issues with his son and, and he, you know, there's a chance that he might want to retire. There's a chance the Giants already kind of want to trade him. They drafted Andrew Thomas last year who did develop but started slow. So, they might have to replace Nate Solder and have Andrew Thomas stay at left tackle, and but but they have a question at right tackle where it's uh, you know a developmental prospect in, in Matt Parrett, and the interior was just horrible last year. Zeitler was the cornerstone of that bad offensive line, and now they have just another position to fill either in free agency, free agency or the draft.
1: He was, yeah. It's worth noting, though, that Zeitler, this was by far the worst season he's had in a long time. Now, it was still by far the best of anybody on the Giants roster, so your your point is well taken in terms of, hey, look, why would you cut your best offensive lineman even if you're saving some money? But his overall PFF grade was more than 10 points lower than it was the year before with the Giants, Um, even lower than it had been as this kind of baseline in Cleveland. So maybe they've just sort of said, hey he's on the decline, let's get out a year early and let's try and figure out another answer to this. But it's not that easy, particularly when you already have to upgrade in several other spots along the offensive line.
0: Yeah, I mean, that that's really the biggest question mark. They have a couple, again, I mentioned Matt Perr, Jackson Barton. They have a couple guys that were kind of intriguing college players to step in and tackle. But yeah, question marks all along the Offensive line on the interior. I'll mention the other name too that I think is was a little surprising for me was John Brown from the Bills. You know, like every time we mentioned the Bills, we mentioned the great job that they did in free agency finding the offensive line, getting that intact, and then adding Cole Beasley, John Brown one year, and Stephon Diggs the next year. Like those were stepping stone pieces in Josh Allen's development. Brown was an excellent deep threat injuries last year though and you kind of saw hey they still produced without him with Gabriel Davis but I thought hey rolling four deep for a team that runs four wide receivers a lot is still smart so I thought John Brown would would be in the mix still in 2021. I
1: agree with you I think it's it's a, a big surprise um I think it it speaks to how well they think of Gabriel Davis that that they think he can step in and do the same job he's the closest guy they have on the roster in terms of somebody that had that um deep threat role to him, but it didn't look the same. Like Whenever John Brown was missing from that lineup, it was a noticeable missing link from that offense. Gabriel Davis was was a good player, but he didn't seem to quite replace the the specific routes and roles and targets that John Brown was getting. Given how noticeable his absence was whenever they played without him last year, I'm with you. I am surprised that they decided to let him walk and and chance that Gabriel Davis can replace everything that he uh, leaves next year.
0: Yeah. So I think that just, you know, opens up the bills to maybe look at receiver again. You know, it's nice having Gabriel Davis, but you know, our strategy over here, Sam get to four deep at wide receiver, four deep at cornerback. And then, sorry, speaking of that, I had to add one, add one more name, Malcolm Butler getting released by the Titans. It wasn't terribly surprising given he was due over $10 million but I, again, a team that I feel like really needs to rebuild that defense from back to front, they're going to go to free agency looking for a Malcolm Butler caliber player. Maybe they can get one for pennies on the dollar, and that's the thats the strategy.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think we're seeing just how badly teams need to cut these dollar figures at the bottom of all these contracts. And honestly, because nobody's got money to spend either, or most teams don't, I think we might see some of these players end up going back to the teams to cut them on a much cheaper contract this is just a financial bottom line decision that we're seeing and we're going to end up seeing a lot of guys resign just on a cheaper
0: deal by the time we record there could be even more surprising cuts so we'll uh we'll be keeping tabs on all of it let us know what do you think what is the most surprising cut so far it's going to be an eventful free agent week stick with us over here at pff it's pff nfl daily